coming live from New York City. It's Caleb and Jamie. Hi, everyone. We have a new feature. You can sign up for email updates to get weekly reminders about our new episodes and an inside look into every episode. Just go to tinyurl.com slash justwhatever. That's tinyurl.com slash justwhatever. Hi, everyone. Oh, you started. (laughs) Yes, we're starting. Hi. Hey. What's up? Uh, We're just having a little fireside chat at the opposite end of the bed, as Jamie calls it. Oh, well... We always sit on the one side of the bed, and I thought it would be fun to switch things up and lay on the other side of the bed. Don't you ever do that? Um, No. You never try to fall asleep with your pillow at the other end of your bed? You should try it. Try it tonight if you're listening. I always feel a little smothered by the sheets. Why? Because I'm underneath of them. Well, you don't have to be under the sheets. Well, then how how will I hide from the monsters? You'd put some blankets over you, but... But they're attached to the, they're they're, they're tucked not, in. Yeah, in your weird way to make the bed, not everyone tucks their sheets under the bed. What kind of heathenist person doesn't <laughs> tuck their sheets? Okay, we're gonna do a poll. How many of you tuck the long, like the long part of your sheets underneath the foot of your bed, the mattress? And, and how, how many, many of you, you are not? heathens? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's quite okay. We only have our sheets tucked sometimes. Yeah. When I get annoyed enough to do it. Oh my gosh. Which can take a while. Well, anyway, what are we talking about today? We're talking about America. America. Sorry, I was yawning when I said that. (laughs) Yeah, America can be pretty boring. (laughs) You said it. Maybe if we didn't spend we all were thinking trillions it. of dollars on our military and we spent a little more on the gay pride parades, it'd be more interesting. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh. That is, is what we call satire. military a straight pride parade? Maybe. They are. So I did hear, speaking of straight pride parade, in Boston, um, they are, aff- I don't know if it's officially happening, but it was approved, but now they have to get approved by like two other people, but. Well, they can't not approve them. It's illegal to say, no, you can't do this, based on content alone. Right. Whatever. It's not like they need it, but I guess if they feel like they need it. Uh, happy Pride, everyone. We didn't go because we're heathens, but... uh, <laughs> We're not heathens. Uh, we're, we're... Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I'm trying to come up with a fake excuse why we didn't go but i can't think of any (laughs) uh because we were napping yeah but also like we haven't gone in a couple years now it's just like are we too old no it's not that we're too old i think we're just bored with it it's not the i wouldn't say that it's boring i would say that we don't subscribe to mainstream gay culture anyway so yeah like, I don't watch Drag Race, and I don't know. Gay people always talk to me about things, and they're just like, oh, you know this. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they're like, oh, Pikachu meme. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I guess that's fair. I, it's not that, like, we're not here for it's it. It's so uncomfortable. 
Oh, what is? Like, Caleb turned around, and now he's on the other side of the bed. Now I'll just talk really loudly so you can all still hear me. Um, what was I saying? Uh, basically, like, we're here for it, and we want everyone to celebrate how they want and be who they are and like what they like. I don't know. Drag Race doesn't really interest me. Maybe if I watched it. The only episode of Drag Race that I've watched that I found entertaining was when all the drag queens had to dig through the um, garbage dumpsters dumpsters to find things to make their dresses out of. That was entertaining. That sounds funny. It was entertaining. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Anyway, we're talking about America. We're talking (laughs) about... um, We're going to talk about sort of the death of the American dream. We're going to talk about corporations and their duty to community and how most of them don't fulfill that duty. We're going to talk about... uh, What was the other... We're going to talk about the the debt problem in America. Hmm. We're going to just kind of go over general reasons why America is no longer the land of opportunity that it once pretended to be. Well, I think it's important to note that, um, you know, we're, we're technically, here we are on stolen land. Um, we stole the land, and by we I mean, like, this country. Stole the land from Native Americans who were here first. And who people think were heathens, but they had a thriving economy. They had millions of people living in this country before we came and murdered basically all of them with our European diseases and guns. Yeah, uh, they were just, like, living happily and, like, doing their thing and, like, one with nature. It just didn't and... look like white people culture, so we said it was... Bad, and they were... Savages. S- yeah. And uh, that's not accurate. I feel like, bef- like, when before the Europeans got here. The American dream was just, like, to exist and be with people you love. Think about the world if Native Americans had uh, been the ones who were so successful that they, you know, expanded over the entire world and, like, lived one with nature and, like, how beautiful the world would be now. Yeah. That's so sad. Well... We should make it right, but I need to keep doing research about how I can make it right. But anyway, let's move on. Alright, uh, I'm gonna get a little meta and review corner my own review corner. I think that Caleb's review corner could be better. Oh, why? Well, frankly, I don't really research my opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just kind of say whatever pops into my mind, and, uh... Yeah, so on that note, we are going to end Caleb's Review Corner. That was probably the shortest Caleb's Review Corner we've ever had. It might be the last. No. We'll see. Let us know if you still want Caleb's Review Corner. Uh, Let us know if you want it to be more researched. (laughs) Maybe you want it to be less researched. Most people that I talk to say they love Caleb's Review Corner because they love you getting angry about random things. Oh, so maybe I should just have Caleb's angry corner. No, it doesn't have to be angry, but they love your passion. My passion. Um, what should I review corner? I'll review corner something real. 
Review Corner Hermione, who just screamed and interrupted our recording. Uh, Review Corner Hermione, how can I? There's not enough time in the entire existence of everything to talk about the miracle that is Hermione. Maybe She's we'll do truly... a whole episode of her. Oh, day. can we? Can we just sit down and poke and prod her so she meows for 45 <laughs> minutes? I think who would want that? I would. And if you don't, then stop listening. <laughs> Please don't. We only no, have like stop listening. seven listeners. No, And we love true. you all very much. We, we have about 40 people who are consistently listening. So if you're one of them, thanks. Thanks for listening. Um, okay, so... Or do we have 80? You'll never know. Yeah, maybe we lied about that to get you to share our podcast with a friend. That's our challenge this week. Share our podcast with a friend who hasn't listened Ooh, before. She's got to go. Oh, she was gurgling like she was going <laughs> to She did. Up. I was like, all right, you can go. Um, actually, funny story about Hermione while we're talking about her. Um, she made this, like, really awful noise the other day, and it sounded kind of like this. She was like... And I was like, what are you doing? So I ran over to her, and she was, like, about to throw up on the carpet. Of of course. course. Like, they can't just, like, be on the wood floor where it's easy to clean up. Like, they're going to throw up all over your carpet, so you can't get it up. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, So she started to vomit, but I luckily got her onto the wood floor, but she was, like, panicked that I was holding onto her while she was vomiting. (laughs) And, like... Part of her paw got like slipped into it and then she ran away and then like threw up a little more <laughs> but at least it was on the floor like not on the carpet so it was easy to clean anyway i'm gonna review corner her habit of eating her food we have her food over by the trash can like out of the way like by the like in the little hallway area and there's like a runner carpet there that matches our big carpet but you know what this bitch always does is she takes the food out of her bowl and we have like this nice mat underneath of like her food bowl and her water bowl to like catch all the food bits but no she picks up her food and then she drops it on the carpet and then she eats it off the carpet so there's always little bits of dried food sitting on the carpet right by her food bowl and i hate it it drives me crazy she also loves uh, right next to my side of the bed is our, um, what do you call these things? Dresser. Dressers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's right. The dresser. And she loves to hop onto it and just stand on top of all my stuff, like my laptop and my phone charger. And she just knocks things over and knocks things off. Mm-hmm. And she's thrown Jamie's iPad on the floor before. And, like, my phone, she's just, she's just a mess. She likes to throw things to get our attention. It's true. Um, Like fits. She likes to throw a fit. But we love her. Right, Hermione? Okay, so why don't we um, take a break for you all. We're not going to actually take a break because we're just going to record the next part. But you're going to hear an ad. Don't tell them about the behind the scenes. (laughs) They must think that it is... A secret and magical break that we We're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back... <laughs> what, I was trying to bring back the magic? Yeah, thanks. What? Well, you tried. Huh? <laughs> That's what matters. Okay, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the American Dream and other stuff. 
Uh, sorry that we forgot to play some intro music on the way in, but uh, here's some music for the way out. Welcome back from our break, not break. You'll never know. (laughs) All right. So what do you want to talk about first? Well, why don't we talk about what is or was the American dream? I mean, the American dream was what? White picket fence, 2.5 children and a dog. Wait, you have, how do you have half of a child? Okay, but that's, you'd know that, like, literally that was the average amount of, like, kids that the American family had back in the day, right? What's back in the day? Like, what year? I don't know, like, post-World War II. Okay. When the future of America seemed bright, uh, war seemed far and long away, like it would never happen again. At least this is what we've all, the lies we've all been told. Haven't we basically been at war since World War I? We've been at war since forever. Life is war. Ooh, that's deep. Um, okay, so, like, I wake up and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have two and a half kids and... <laughs> a white picket fence and I'm gonna keep up with the Joneses and, uh... Who are the Joneses? Basically, just, we're not gonna fucking talk about that bullshit right now. But I don't know what that means. I've never heard You've that. You've heard that before. What is it? You're such a liar. Look, look, my name's Jamie, and I'm such a hipster that I don't know who the Joneses are. Who, but honestly, who are they? <laughs> Not being a hipster. It's like, a euphemism. For what? For, like, being able to just, like, keep up with the most rich people on the block. Oh, 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 okay. Which, no, for I us, if we before. were like, oh, I can, like, live as richly as the people who live in the million-dollar penthouse suite of my building. Oh, gotcha, Okay. I thought, honestly, what I thought that meant was, like, that you were, like, friends with your neighbor. Like, your friends, your neighbors were the Joneses, and you would, like, keep up with them. Like, hey, what are they doing? <laughs> honestly, that's why I asked. I didn't know. You know. <laughs> I really didn't. Listen to how hipster he is. Oh, my God. Not okay. knowing about the Joneses and their I don't know who the fucking Joneses are. money. Uh, okay. Notorious stacks of money in there. So who started the the American dream? Like no one it started a... it. No, this isn't what we're talking about. We're not talking about the American dream. We're talking about the death of the American. Well, dream. I know, but I wanted to first like establish what it. <laughs> well, was. Well, we don't have time for that. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> you know what it is. You get you get a wife. You get a house. You get a car. You get two and a half children. You get your white pick and fence. You get your dog, and you get. <laughs> TV dinners. uh, A full-time job where you can support all of these people, and you get time off, and you get a pension, and you work for 40 years, and then you retire at 65, and then you're just set for life, and that's the American dream, that you're 
income is great and you can retire and then that your children will go on to do bigger and better things than you and that's just what the american dream is okay see that's what i wanted well now you, you know now well, that's now we the know. bullet list of the american dream and my review of the american dream is it's garbage okay it's garbage kimmy <laughs> um okay tell me what what's the biggest part of the american dream that is dead I mean, I would say, to me, is your children being able to do better than you did. Mm. Like, that was the dream. Like, my parents came from families that, I wouldn't say they were dirt poor, but they weren't rich. They didn't have a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, then my dad was able to go to school. Uh, between his summer work and his parents helping him, I'm pretty sure his parents help him pay a little bit for school. He was able to go and get a degree in engineering, and then he uh, was was uh, I'd say there's probably a little bit of luck being in the right place at the right time, but a lot of skill. He learned a lot of things. Um, uh, he became indispensable to the company that he works for, and he does really well for himself now. You know, he definitely did better than his parents did. I would say not that his parents didn't do well. They did, but Mm -hmm. he's doing much better than they did. And, uh, I think that, uh, that's a difficult thing now, you know, for, for millennials. And especially it's going to be hard for Gen Z. Well, the economy is doing so well. (laughs) The economy... (laughs) <laughs> oh, the economy. The economy. Um, it's supposedly doing, like, so well, but people our age just don't have jobs in that. I actually read something recently about that, in, uh, about how uh, jobs these days, job certification is, like, uh, increased, like, tenfold. Like, the amount of special knowledge and certification you have to have just to do simple jobs has just gone through the roof in an effort by baby boomers to keep their jobs and keep millennials from getting the jobs that pay well. Uh, and so that, to me, I think is what I think the the true death of the American dream is, is that it's something that our generation will never be able to attain. Our mm. parents' generation, yes, they attained it. They were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Our generation is not going to be able to do it for a myriad of reasons. Yeah, the biggest one being climate change. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I <laughs> but wasn't also, say it, but... I think like one of the biggest things is like, you know, the American dream like rides on the fact that you're gonna get this job that you're just gonna keep for, you know, like you said, forty some odd years till you retire at sixty five, and like. I don't know many people that are my age that have only had one job since college. Like, a lot of people I know have switched around to, like, three or four different ones. And, like, some people have, like, completely switched careers. And so, like, just saying, oh, you're going to have the same job forever, like, that's just not the reality of our generation anymore. I mean, some people, granted, are doing that, but, like, a lot of people aren't, and it's just, it's hard. But the other thing I was going to say is is that, like, you need the job to get the experience, and you need the experience to get the job. So, like, it kind of goes off of what you were saying about, like, the 
some of the like established people in companies um you know are just like holding on to their jobs and like making it harder for people our age to get those jobs yeah it's a big problem i think another huge problem that america has is just corporate culture in general and the um you know, I think that the statistic is that in the 50s that, like, uh, the CEO of a company made, like, six times what, like, a manager or just a general employee made. But now, like, the CEO of a company makes thousands uh, more, thousands of times more money than, like, your minimum wage worker. Right, so, like, CEO wages have risen, like, They've skyrocketed. And, like, average worker wages... Wages have stagnated. They've been the same. I mean, the minimum wage in America has been so low for so long, it hasn't even changed, even though the cost of living has risen so high. And, uh, you know, property is hard to come by. I actually read another article recently that was basically just, like, if you want to buy houses, the millennial have fun because the whole housing market is basically propped up by investors right now. So buying a nice house is difficult because you're going to be just like in a bidding war with investors who don't even want to live there. They just right. want to rent it out. And that's so frustrating mm-hmm. as someone in this economy who actually would like to buy a house at some point because I'm going to be dealing with people who have way more money than I to try and put towards these actual nice houses so i'm gonna have to buy some shithole and fix it myself right Uh, or murder a bunch of rich people eat the rich that's what i've been saying this whole podcast that is the common thread i want to talk more about corporate culture though in america i think that's really where the problem comes down to you know studying business as i have been you learn that uh, you're forced to take ethics classes and you learn that oh part of like being a company is that you have to like have a corporate mission statement and that uh, there is always an expectation that if you were a corporation in America that you would do something that yes you were there to earn a profit but you would also use part of that profits to help the communities that you serve Uh, and I think that this was a much bigger thing back in the day I think uh, you look at corporate culture now, and it's totally different. I mean, Walmart's mission statement, we'll talk about Walmart for a bit, because okay. I think Walmart has, like, 10% of American workers or something. What? I don't know. They've got a lot. But their m- corporate mission statement is... Uh, to take over the world? Well, To yes. exploit their workers? It's to save people money so they can live better. Save this, who money? save people just people people yeah that's really vague i feel like the people that they're saving customers first Uh uh-huh say their company slogan is save money live better now let's talk about walmart's employees Uh uh-huh half of their workforce are part-time this was as of 2017 in 2005 20 percent were part-time 10 years later 50%. Okay, is that because they don't want to offer them health care? Yes. That's so messed up. I feel like if you have a job, you shouldn't have to be... They can also pay these people less. Yeah, but, like, if you... You shouldn't have to be full-time to get health care from a job. Like, I'm sorry. That's BS bullshit. 
Yeah. But we can right. talk about Medicare for All in another episode. Um, okay, so 50% of their workers are part-time. Yeah. And are you doing a calculation? Are you Googling something? I'm Googling something. Um, what is the... What do the Waltons, the CEOs, or whoever it is... I'm sorry, Walmart employs 1% of America, but in a country of 300 million people, that's, that's a lot. how many people? 300,000? Yeah. No, wait, that's 3 million. Yeah. I'm so bad at mental math. <laughs> how many people is that? You're right. No, it's 1% of 3... You moved the decimal places over twice. One, 3 million. 3 million. Okay, so 3 million people work for Walmart. Half of them are minimum wage. 1.5 million. Not minimum wage, but... Work part-time. Anyway. And think of all of these Walmart workers that are on food stamps. Mm-hmm. And other benefits. Uh, corporations subsidize their workers using government benefits. And Walmart's not the only one. Amazon does it too. A lot of places do and it. And so instead of paying them, they just keep them on food stamps. Yeah. Amazon's mission statement. Our vision is to be Earth's most customer-centric company. To build a place where people can come to find and discover anything they might want to buy online. It's founded in 1994 by Jeff Bezos. It has since become one of the most ridiculous... How much does Jeff Bezos make, like, in a We're minute? We're not going to talk about it, because it will make us all very sad. Wait, let's ask Alexa. Alexa, how much does Jeff Bezos make in one minute? Alexa, how much money does Jeff Bezos make? Jeff Bezos' annual salary in 2017 was $81,840. According to Amazon's 2018 proxy statement. That's wrong. $81,000. Oh, no, I'm sure that his actual salary was $81,000, and I'm sure that his bonus was $85 billion. Yeah, right? Like, seriously. They don't... The corporations, CEOs like that, they don't take high salaries, so they don't have to pay high taxes. They make all of their money through investing. Mm. And they, like, get... they get, So he owns, like... Probably, I don't know. Uh, the, obviously, the controlling percentage in stock in Amazon, which is worth God knows how much money, just a filthy amount. It's disgusting. But you want to talk about a company that has poor um, working conditions for their employees? Amazon. Amazon is terrible. Terrible. Damn. Anyway. So... Okay, so basically corporations have killed the American dream, but what else could we think about other things that may have killed it? Oh, I mean, we could talk about politics and how divisive they are right now, but, you know, I... we I Has we, that killed the American dream? I don't think that uh, necessarily has well, contributed. Well, then what do you think? I don't know. Why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about it. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, Alexa, play the Amazon theme song. The skill. House band can help you with that. Did you want to enable it? In, unless you okay, wanted to know so, how useless Alexa is. Yeah, seriously. What, what is she saying all right to? She's pissed. Oh my god. So basically the moral of that is, if you don't have one of those, don't get it. 
and I didn't say her name because that's her wake word. All, All right. right. Oh. <laughs> What's happening? Did you hear the secret message in that backwards music? Bye, everyone. Welcome back for our last segment. I don't like living in New York City. Oh. I'm saying what I want to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I want to say. I'm tired. Yeah, that's a pretty accurate statement about who you are as a person. Say what you want to say. <laughs> um, you, hopefully you've seen the SNL skit where they use that song it's really funny but if you anyway. haven't just typed in type in say what you want to say snl to google and watch the skit tell us your thoughts tell us if you laughed tell us if you hated it leave us a voice message weren't we supposed to play a voice message this episode no we're um brie sent us a voice message but we're gonna save it for when we do um the second part of the war on science because we have other things that we didn't talk about Ah, yes. The good old war on science. Um, if now, you didn't listen to that science, episode, go back and listen to it. Science has the atom bomb, so we might win. Well, maybe. Hydrogen bomb. All we all the bombs. lose if we... Science makes bombs, so you're going to lose if you're going against science. What do you have? The Bible? Guess what? It's not going to stop a bomb. No. Okay. So That was rude. I'm sorry, finish everyone. Finish talking about the American dream. Every night, people go to sleep, and they have dreams in America. That is the American dream. Yes. Resplendent in shades of red, white, and blue. You will dream. banners. You will dream of bombs blazing, and I guess bombs don't blaze; they explode. But uh, guns blazing and uh, invading other lands to steal their oil. Sounds about pretty accurate. Well, I mean, that's what the American war machine is all about. <laughs> all right, so tell me more of your thoughts about the American dream or the myth of the American dream. Well, yeah. The myth of the American dream exists because at the end of the day, not everyone has ever been able to achieve the quote-unquote American dream. There's always been poor people poor people and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're trying to say there. Me neither. <laughs> Just that the American dream is definitely a myth. And that, guess what? 
it, we can't all just live contentedly and be able to retire nicely when we live in a country where a man like Jeff Bezos controls, like, I don't know, a lot of the wealth. But people like him, too. It's just obscene. You can't have a country where uh, people are going to be able to live comfortably if only 10 people have the vast majority of the wealth. Yeah, it just like comes down to this myth of the meritocracy where like if you work really hard, then you're gonna get everything that you want to come to you. But like the reality is if people don't have the means to make things work, like it's it doesn't matter how hard you work. Like if you're coming from um, a place where without as much privilege or without as much money or without as much or as good of an education or you know everything that is would be great if everyone had access to the same things but if you don't have those things it's really hard for you to accomplish the same things especially if your parents are rich and give you um like the money to be able to do things or like a small loan of a million dollars like meritocracy is a myth um so we actually just looked up like how much wealth the 1% has. So, like, the 1% are the people that, um, you know, the 1%, the top 1% top of, 1% earners. of earners, like, with money. They have 82% of all wealth created in 2017. That means more than $8 of every $10 of wealth created um, in 2017 went to the richest 1%. That's obscene. And, like, honestly, if we even, like, get it down to, like, the 0.5% or the 0.1%, like, they take most of that money, too. So, like, it's ridiculous. This There's a small amount of people that have the majority of the wealth, and it's just really not fair. Some of them, sure, may have worked for it, and they may have worked really hard to get to where they're at um, by doing different things, but... There also are a lot of people there that have not been putting in work and just like it got handed to them because of who their parents were or because they took advantage of situations. And there's all these people who are struggling to fulfill the American dream and whatever that is to them. Like I think everyone maybe has like a different version for themselves, especially people who, um, you know, immigrate to the United States like people it's just not possible to reach a lot of our dreams because of this wealth inequity yeah i mean if you look at i don't exactly remember what this statistic is but when sam walton the owner of walmart we're going back to walmart again guys sorry when he died uh and his wealth was distributed to his three children he went from being, like, one of the top ten richest people, and suddenly all three of his kids were, like, still up there. And, like, some of the top ten richest people in America. That's crazy. Like, all three of them. Ugh. And actually, it's only recently that Jeff Bezos 
became more wealthy than the Walton family fortune. Oh, really? Yeah. So who is the richest person? Is it Jeff Bezos? It, it is now. But like the richest but person in the world. Look, Jez Bezos. <laughs> oh, richest person in the world? I think it is Jeff Bezos. Uh, currently, I don't know that it always has been, but... I don't know that that's actually even a number that you can know, but uh, this is saying it's Jeff Bezos. But you know, you know where a lot of that wealth comes from is just the stock. He just owns, you know, a right. controlling share, and as his company does better and better, his stock prices go up and up, which just means that the the net worth of what he owns goes up so like like we said or like alexa said his actual salary no don't shut up alexa um is eighty thousand dollars a year but his net worth is billions right when his wife divorced him she got like 30 billion dollars in the divorce and he was still the richest man on the planet that's why an obscene amount like none of us will ever see that. She of money. actually signed some sort of like agreement that said that like she was gonna donate like a large, a significant portion of her wealth. And has probably she? because I'm sure she has if she agreed to. Mm-hmm. Um well, I hope so. Like that's the thing that really bothers me is that like the people who are these rich billion multi billionaires, like they could give away a significant portion of their money and still be multi-billionaires and like they could do so much good for the world um but like ultimately like we're made to feel guilty for not like donating ten dollars a month to saint jude like there's only so much that like us as individuals who like don't have a lot of money can do whereas like someone with the means to do it doesn't do it or some of them do but like they could do more i mean jk rowling is a bit wild on twitter but she was one of the richest not she did so well with the harry potter books and she donated so much of it she's not a billionaire anymore right and i think that that's fantastic um i think that more people should follow her example there becomes a point at which money doesn't become like a necessity and it just is like there as a concept and you don't even have to worry about whether or not you're handing someone ten dollars or a hundred dollars for something and that's when or it even like a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars disgusting um like up yeah to like some of these billionaires like literally a hundred thousand dollars is like a penny like it means uh, nothing to them um, but it could mean the world to like so many different people. Yeah. So that's why we should, well, here's the other thing about like the American dream is I feel like what's holding a lot of people back is crippling debt and how oh, we never even talked about, we that. didn't even talk about that. We've talked about student loans in a previous episode, but like there have now been some politicians, some Democrats who are starting to talk a lot about student loans and student loan, like, cancellation. Um, And I think that's great. I think that, like, um, you know, hopefully 
being radical and but when I say radical I don't mean that in a bad way like being radical with the ideas to cancel student loan debt um, will hopefully push more of the candidates toward more comprehensive um, plans to address the problem that is student loan debt because I think that is holding people back from the American dream and being able to like actually save money like some people well <clears throat> myself spend probably about seven to eight hundred dollars on student loans a month um, and I know people who spend double that and like if they had that money freed up like think of how much we could put into the economy think of how much money we could save like we could invest in other things and the other problem is that these payments aren't doing anything right like my principal balance on my loans has gone down like nothing I think it's actually gone up like that's what's crazy is I've paid several thousands of dollars since I had to start paying back my loans and my principal balance has gone up like why that just like makes no sense but everyone thinks millennials are whiny and that they don't want to pay their dues for the educations they received but it's not about that like I believe that millennials are more than willing to pay for the education they got but they want to pay for that they don't want to pay you know tens of thousands of dollars to the government just so that they could get the loan that's right. what the problem is like is. the interest on the loan is like ridiculous yeah like no bad. one's i'm not sitting here saying like no but you shouldn't like if you take out a loan like just cancel it and like it's free like whatever i think it's just like no we need to hold the loan sharks and like hold um like colleges to a standard of not charging so much money and like which is going where Right, exactly. Like, where is that money going? Into the pockets of the 1%. Exactly. It's being used to pay off the Wall Street billionaires. Um, but anyway, well, eat the rich. That's not entirely true, what we <laughs> just said. Uh, the problem with America is that America has always been a country based on debt. Uh, we have a ridiculous amount of debt to the Chinese. We've got debt to everyone else. We've got debt to each other. And sure, we've got one of the largest economies in the world, but when your uh, GDP for the year is less than the amount of debt you have, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And guess what? It is. It is that way. I don't even know how many trillions of dollars of debt we have, but it's constantly going up. And uh, we couldn't pay it off if we wanted to. But no one cares. Yeah. Instead of doing something about it, they just keep upping the the debt ceiling. Just every year, they're like, oh, oh, we must increase the debt ceiling in order to keep the country stable. But, like, we can't just keep doing that. Right. Like, at some point, it's gonna, that's going to crash, and America is going to, like, be on its last leg, and then that's really going to be when the shit hits the fan. Yep, I think that, you know, until things are actually fixed by people who have the power to fix them, the American dream will continue to be unattainable. By most. Yeah. By some, sure, but by most, whatever their definition is, they may not be able to reach it. Any final thoughts? Nope, not at all. Okay, well then, uh, I guess that's the end of the episode. Let us know if you have any thoughts about the American dream, or... Uh, what your American dream is by sending us a voice message. 
My American dream involves breakfast foods. Mine involves taking lots of naps with Hermione. Alright, everyone. Goodbye. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Just Whatever with Jamie and Caleb. You should check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Just Whatever Pod. New episodes every Monday. Every Monday. Every Monday. Listen, tell a friend. Sponsor us. Tell your cat. Let your cat listen while you're not home. Bye. Beep, 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 beep. You've been listening to Caleb and Jamie. Beep. <laughs>